Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simcha the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, Please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Go Simcha, the podcast. It actually feels really great to be back on the air. Um, we did have a week off um, due to a number of technicalities, but it's okay. It's all good. We're here with episode 11 of Go Simcha, the podcast. And this week, we have a very special guest on the show. Um, so far, if you've been tuning in with us, we've been interviewing some musicians, some singers, some people who are just singers, some people who are singers and songwriters. This week, we have a very special guest. His name is Rabbi Yosef Lohenbron. He is from Baltimore. Tour Maryland, and he is a composer, and he is very interesting, very well, well known, well respected. And we're going to sit down with him today to pick his brain to learn a little bit more about what goes into composing amazing songs, amazing nagunim that we all love to listen and hear. So I'd love to give a warm go simple welcome to Rabbi Yosef Lohenbrun. Yosef, welcome aboard to Go Simple the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. How are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. Thank you. Oh, Hashem, Baruch Hashem. So as I mentioned, you are a composer. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're all about, what your deal is. Tell our listeners here on the podcast. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I did, this is not a, it's a hobby for me. You know, it's not, oh. uh, not something that I do as a uh, profession. Oh. I um, I was in uh, Norfolk, Virginia for many years. I started a high school Masifta, and that's when we first uh, put out our, uh, that's put out my first uh, album uh, as a project, really as a benefit for yeshiva. Um, but the Nagunim have, you know, most of those Nagunim were quite old, you know, going back. Uh, so that project we finished, you know, came out about seven years ago. It was a Hadron Aloch album, and you know, a lot of those are going to go back, you know, 20, you know, 20 years or more. Um, I don't like, uh, sit, try, you know, sit down and try and compose a song. It's things that have, you know, uh, sort of just happens. Either it's uh, out of nowhere or something very meaningful or emotional is, uh, is going on. And that's how I am able to express it. So the... Um, first project we did was, um, you know, I had all these Nagunim and let them, wanted them to get out. People should hear them, be able to uh, be, uh, you know, connected through them. And um, we did it as a project for Yeshiva. Since then, um, came out with the second album called Shema Bakoli. 
And that was, again, a compilation of over a number of years between albums that, of Nagunim. Uh, and since then, uh, this is now uh, like four years later, um, you know, this is our newest project called Levy My Extra Heart. That's pretty cool. So, so you mean to tell me that all this is just a hobby? All the all this that you do, all this composing, all this all this music, writing music is just a hobby, and you don't actually you're not in it to to make as a profession as as a parnasa. Correct. I mean, it would wow. be very nice. It would be <laughs> very nice if the, if this hobby would break even. <laughs> if you made profit, that would be even better. But uh, right. really. <laughs> so so what do you do by day? So now I'm in you know in, in business, real estate. Okay. Um, cool. So, so by day, by day, you're 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 real estate agent. By night, you're you're a you're a super composer of of wonderful Nagunim. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, man. Um. So, how did you get into this? Like you're saying, it's a hobby. Like a lot of people get into these things because they, they like this is like they they love they they love it. They're into it. Like and they want to do this like as a profession but like you're doing this as a hobby so how did you actually get into like composing like how did you learn how to do this how did you get you you actually play an instrument you play you play the piano you play any instruments that you that sparked your interest in doing this or you just it's dumb i actually do not play any instruments i uh wow um, yeah i um my uh means of recording a song are typically uh, my cell phone has record on it and when it comes, it you know I capture it, and uh, that's that's how it goes. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. So, but it's uh, it's uh, it's you know my it's I think I think it's in the blood. My uh, family is uh, you know I have a lot of composers and um, you know in the family. My mother's the Torsky and. Oh, wow. You know, Michal Tversky is my great uncle, and Michal Tversky is my uncle, and it's just uh, it's a family thing. But it, uh, the first song I ever composed was, uh, you know, when I was a bucher, and then after I was married, soon after I was married, it just uh, just kind of flows. Something just yeah, just just happened. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So yeah, it's, it, I see. It, I suppose it runs in the family. It's a fam- it runs in the family, and it just kind of flows with you. That's great. So you mentioned before that like a lot of the a lot of the songs that you've composed come come at you as as a form of expression when something happens like something emotional happens to you or something that you're just trying to express um, outward happens. Um, what is an example of that? Like which song would you say has been one of your greatest expressions of emotion or some or or the like? I think that um, from I mean, almost all of them are connected to something. Right. Um, but uh, like Umacha, um, that's, you know, on the on the last album, that's just a very close friend of mine, very special person who passed away suddenly. And that was, um, you know, it was like the night before he passed away. The next morning I was driving actually back to Norfolk to, to go to Leviah, to speak at the Leviah, and I was very uh, misragish, and that's that's what came out of that. Wow. Wow, that's that's amazing. 
that that's that's amazing and and it and it translates into into music that's that's really deep um I, like i said you like you said you have like a number of different albums out there do have you sold any of them do they they make have they made any money for you yeah i mean baruch hashem you know we did uh the first time we did hadron Allah, you know we sold it you know to the to the public but also we uh we did it as a fundraiser for yeshiva and we sent out you know a number of thousand albums and it was a very people responded to that very nicely it was a very it was a very nice fundraiser for yeshiva um you know the um the difficulty i think is uh in ter- you know trying to do something different with this album but you know it's hard to people are looking for like a brand name right and they want uh you know so uh, Shweki or benny friedman uh, right you know, so people recognize the name and they you know that's something that draws people but when people don't recognize the name you know uh, it's not necessarily easy to grab their attention right you know, no, sure. my, you know my friends all their contention is is people need to hear if they hear it then they're going to love it but you got to get people to hear it so you know that's well, why uh, we're working with Surly and yeah. I was gonna say you're working. You're working with the best. You're working. You're working <laughs> with the best. You mentioned Benny Friedman. Benny Benny's been working with Surly for a long time. We actually had Benny last week on the show. He was great. Um, well, like two weeks ago, but he was great. Uh, and and yeah, you're working with the best. When you get when you got Surly on your side, you know he he really knows how to he knows how to get get it out there, get the word out there of people. Um, and so that brings me to my next question with you. Is like I was listening to your newest album, um, Libby, My Extra Heart, and I noticed a contrast in in some of the other albums. And this one is like the other albums were more of more nagunim, more s- slower, more orchestrated. This album is more. It sounded like there's a bit more of a poppy techno, like electronic music feel to it. I happen to be a musician myself, and I'm able to pick out these types of things. Like I, I'm very, my ears pick up things very well when it comes to music i've been playing since i was in grade six so i know i know a lot about music this is part of the reason why we did this podcast is because to go behind the scenes and to give music lovers and people in general more of an in-depth look at at your world so that's what i was going to ask you like i noticed a contrast between this album and some of the other ones any reason right so this the album was yeah i I always i mean i felt that you know the I didn't always a lot of times you know you you have a song and you have the way you sing it and the way you envision it and it doesn't always translate like that when it's fi- in the final production and I was much more hands off on the previous two albums mm-hmm. to the music even to the even to the vocal recordings um this I was much more hands on and I really my my goal was the fast songs you know, the songs that have a lot of energy that they should really, you know, have that energy and people should be able to get up and dance when you right. hear that song. And then the slow songs should convey that the emotion that that's connected to those slow songs. So there's really, you know, a contrast, you know, right. to, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say that the, you know, the, the whole album is, uh, is, you know, technically or, uh, you know, it's just, it has, it has that component of, you know, the energy that we wanted to convey in the, in the, you know, the Levitica songs and then the, the other songs to be really like, you know, full of feeling and emotion and that people can pick up on that. 
And there's also very different, like there's, I, in my opinion, there's like three distinct sounds that we have on this album, you know, that we have, and that's why we have like different, there's different singers. There's, you know, Eli Shalom, all of them are incredibly talented. Eli Shalom, who was previously sang, you know, in the Hebra uh, a number of years ago, and we met him here, uh, met him through my son, he's learning in Aries Stroll. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, one sound. And then there's certain songs that, uh, you know, Chaim Artha, um, Fireberger, you know, from Williamsburg has a chesidisha feeling and it's a, and it's a different, it's a different feeling. He sings a number of the fast songs and Shema Hashem. And then a number of the songs are my sons. I have a, uh, an 11 year old Yehuda Leib and my son Maishi, 17. They sing together with actually one of my Talmudim, Baruch Gross, does uh, like sings a lot of uh, the harmony throughout the album together with Eli Shalom and with my boys. So oh. it's like it was sort of looking for, you know, looking for the right singer for the right song. Because, you know, a couple of times we did, you know, we started one song with one singer and it's just like I didn't, it just, even though he sings beautifully, it just, it didn't, didn't fit. It didn't, didn't fit. And then, you know, we switched and we, you know, and we like certain things evolved, like Kaliata, like the sixth song on the album. I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I never composed the Sparty Niggin before, but we got in the studio and it just, that's, that's sort of what happened, you know. Um, it felt like that was like the right feel for that. Just, you know, it's something different, but picked that, it had that energy. Nice. So, so, so it, that's so interesting. That's very interesting. So, what would you say is the toughest part about being a composer? Because he said, like, you know, you, like, certain things like you think at one point might work but other time but then it doesn't so you have to switch it up you have to find the right pieces and the right singers to make that song work so what would you say is the hardest part of being a composer when it comes to all this the hardest part of the production the hardest part of- the whole process like the, the arranging process. the production everything it seems like it's it's a whole avoda here yeah, well, it is. I, I was very lucky. You know, this album also I worked with Moshe Siegel. He's a, a very young, very, very talented young man who's in Baltimore. And like I said earlier, you know, I had the the uh, the privilege to be more hands-on. So we actually, when we started the song, you know, each song that we that we did when we did the uh, the musical arrangement, like I sat with him and we sort of worked. You know, he picked up on it you know, and, and then he ran with it, but like to get the right feeling, like where's the, what's the direction of the song? And that to me was very, very important because like I said, it's very possible that you're going to have a song that sounds beautiful and, you know, it just, but to me, you know, the end result, even though it's a beautiful song, it doesn't really, didn't do it justice or it didn't get the right feeling or you didn't get the right energy. And, um, you know, I feel really Baruch Hashem with this album, like because, you know, the people that I'm working with really were in tune. It wasn't like they were trying to do their own thing or trying to just, you know, like as a, it's not just, it wasn't about like the singer and showing the singer's voice and what it was about, like, how do we, how do we get the the right feeling and the right, um, you know, the right combination to make this, to bring out the, the, the panemius of the song. You know, it's actually, um, you know, you t- we we talked before we got on lo- on the air. You know, like you told me, you know Ellie Cohn, who's a phenomenal yeah. guitarist. He lives there in Baltimore. So we actually went into the studio on one song, and Ellie plays the guitar, and 
Ellie started playing and he's like, it's just not right. It's not, it's not the right feel. You know, this song, it was actually, it was Van Achtel Loneda, you know, and the music was beautiful, but Ellie started playing it and he's like, let me, you know, so we got to stop. He says, I want to play you from Noki Krohn. Listen to Vinnie Casey. He says, this is like the set, you know, like you need to, it's not about the music. It's about the niggin. And like, you got to re, we got to redo it. And then I sat with Moshe Siegel. We redid this, redid the music and then, you know, it's beautiful. And then actually what happened was that song is interesting because we ended up, it starts with an acapella and it finishes with an acapella. That was like in the studio, you know, Eloy just, uh, he's like, let me try this. And it was just beautiful. And we said, okay, we're going to, you know, just, it just happened. That wasn't like a plan. That's so cool. That's so cool. So it, 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 it seems like, it seems like you, you never know what's going to happen. You go, you go into the studio to do one thing, but, you ne- but then you come out doing another thing. You never know what's going to happen. That, that sounds like, a, that sounds like so crazy, but like so much fun because at the end of the day, your product sounds beautiful. Your song sounds beautiful. And, and it's a way to, to inspire people and lift people up. You know, I think that's awesome, man. I really like, I think I find the composing side and the arranging side of, of the music industry to be fantastic and to be very, very fun just because like you have, you deal with all this, you know, the singer, he just comes in and he does, he sings and he does what he does his job. And he also has input, but you guys, at the end of the day, you're, you're the ones putting out the final product and having a say in what goes, what goes on. And it's your job to make the, make the track beautiful and master it. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really, really awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you, I really feel like you see the you know, the Siata de Shmaya, just like for sure how things, you know, just for sure, for sure. You know, like sometimes you're there in the studio and they're singing, it's just like wow, this is just you know, just incredible. Like what's what like what I'm witnessing right now is just special, you know. Oh, for sure, that's really that's amazing. What was your favorite project that you've worked on? I mean, it seems like this one has been a lot of fun. But what was your favorite? What was your favorite? project what was your favorite song that you worked on that you actually wrote that's a hard question but i can tell you the you know what's very memorable to me is the first yeah what's what's very what's memorable to me is actually the first the first song we ever did um before we you know did the hadron aloha album you know so we did a single which was asia skyle so i was living in norfolk at the time and i drove in with a very close uh friend of mine, his name was Levine, we drove into New York, and um, you know, so the first two albums, Jeff Harvich, you probably know him from Beit Shemesh, he did all the music, oh. and um, so he had done did the music in Eretz Yisrael, and we, we went to Borough Park, and that's where we did the recording, it's really green actually sang that song, and we went to, to you know, drove, in, and just like to be in the studio, and like to hear the, you know, taking something that like, you know, had pictured and imagined, but like to, to see it like really becoming real, that was mm-hmm. very exciting, you know? And then we released that as a single. We had the Yeshiva dinner. We gave everybody a, like a nice style, you know, a single with a video about Yeshiva. But it was, that was something that was a very uh, momentous for me, to, you know, because I never had anything that was a finished product that was done like that before, you know? Uh, so that was something that was very special. The um, another thing that was very special for me is just uh, on this, you know, this the cover song for this album. Uh, the song, the title of the album is "My Extra Heart." So that song really um, is, is about my mother. My mother passed away, you know, four years ago, right before Shavuos. 
Oh. And, you know, so this was uh, something that was uh, very meaningful for me uh, to be able to, that, you know, she was a very great special lady and to be able to, to be able to try and put that connection, that emotion into, into words, into, into a song that was something that was very special for me. Right. That's what I was going to ask you is that what, what was the reason, what was the meaning behind the name of the album and the song itself? So I guess you explained right, so, it, but what is right, it more? But, you know, my extra heart, it actually the way the words can, there's, there's two parts to the song. So there was, um, after my mother passed away, we had, you know, my parents were involved in NCSY for many years. My father was regional director and I grew up, like, you know, you mentioned Lenny Solomon, Lenny Solomon, we go way back with Lenny Solomon. Um, <laughs> you know, so my, uh, my, our house was very open to many, many people and many people's lives were changed there. So one of the, uh, many people wrote things after my mother passed away and actually someone, um, I don't know if you know him, you know, Eitan G? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So Eitan G is a lifelong friend of mine, grew up in my parents' house. So Eitan wrote a beautiful, I don't know what he wants, a beautiful uh, uh, composition, you know, composition he sent to our family about, you know, about his feelings about my mother. And really his analogy was throughout was, you know, that he was born with an extra heart and she was an extra heart and it's not there anymore. And how do you live with that? And that wow. is what inspired me to, you know, to connect, you know, and then the music came after that. You know, but then we had this concept and um, wanted to be able to take that idea and put it into, into the, you know, connected to the music. So, you know, actually Miriam Israeli, um, she, she wrote those words. So we, we tweaked them a little bit because the initial composition, which my son sang, and it was sort of like an intern in our family private thing, uh, just had, was a... An element of loss and how do we cope with that loss and that's not necessarily something that everyone can connect to but so we had you know, we tweaked the words a little bit for this so that it's a more generic you know just not necessarily dealing with the loss but just the the uh, importance and the role that you know one's mother can play in their life Wow that's amazing that that's absolutely amazing so it seems like you said you like you know you, you the music the music business runs in your family, even though you yourself aren't a singer, but it seems like the music business is, runs in your family, and you and you guys you guys work with all, a lot of a lot of names and a lot of artists who who have been inspired by by your family and worked with your family and grown up with your family. That's that's truly amazing, and I I really hope that this album is successful and that people should listen to it and people should go out there and download it and buy it because the, the story behind it is just incredible. And I, I have to say it's, I never heard such an incredible story like that before. Um, so what else is in the works for you guys right now? What else is in the works? You, you plan on working with other artists or you like to keep it local? Cause it seems like you, you ha you're dealing with a lot of people locally in Baltimore, like people who aren't like so famous, but they're they're getting. So it's interesting that the um, I don't I don't necessarily have a particular plan right now. I mean the, the the people that we worked with you know are young up and coming 
Right. You know, but on the previous albums, you know, like on the first album, Simcha Liner, before he was famous, sang five songs. And, oh, wow. You know, uh, we have uh, most of many of the guys that sang actually came out with their own albums. There's Menashe Lichtenstein sang a couple of songs and Shia Illowitz sang, um, you know, Levi Falkowitz. Wow. Actually, my, on the last album, I wrote a song. My mother was sick at the time. And it's called, it's called The Greatest Gift. That also had her in mind. And uh, Shulam Lemmer sang that song. Really? And look where he is now. Yeah. 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 So we've had uh, a lot of people that, uh, you know, we saw saw the talent and heard the heard the it seems like uh, the, it seems like your 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 studio is like the incubator for for a lot of famous musicians i guess you would i, guess. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case but there's a you know we we have we've had Baruch Hashem, a lot of really talented singers that have gone on to to be really successful singers good mazel good mazel coming out of there that's pretty cool so yeah, I mean, like, wow. So you said so you said you had Simcha Liner singing five songs, and you had Shlom Lemmer, and wow, that's really. Levi cool. Falkowitz and Uri Davidi sang two songs on the last album. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's great. A lot of guys that ended up yeah coming out with their own albums and who, participated. I mean, besides from Shlom, who would you say is like the most famous person, like? Uh, who has come through who's come through your your studios come through your album through your oh. your songs well i mean it's simcha liner you know, right and shulam and um levy falkowitz and Uri davidi all these guys that came out with their own you know their own their own stuff their own albums that's so cool i i, I once saw Uri davidi live here in israel that was a great concert that was that was a great concert but wow, that that's really cool. So do you plan on do you guys plan do you plan on getting other people like how do people find you? Like how do people like come to you and, and, and say you got recruiting? Well, oh, we sort of find we sort of find them. You know, um every you know, every case was different, you know, but like uh Simcha Liner actually I just you know, he was in Area Soul, he was actually I think one of my son's dorm counselors and, and I had heard something that he sang. And I called him up and I'm like, would you want to sing? You know, I'm doing this album. It's, a, you know, it's my, my composite. We're doing it as a benefit for Yeshiva. You want to sing? And he was like, sure. Great. What, you know, and I sent him, he ended up, he recorded those. He has, at the time he had his own recording studio, you know, in Lakewood and he sent the vocals. I, I never met him actually in person. I talked to him a lot of times, really? um, you know, went back and forth, but yeah. And then Shulam Lever, I never even met this, the, the fellow that was in charge of the the choir and really the musical production was uh, his name is Shirley Weinberger, and okay. Shulam Lemmer actually sang in the choir on the whole Shema Bacoli album. And you know, I, I said to Shirley, "We need to find someone, the right person to sing the song." He's like, "I have the perfect guy," you know. And the name didn't mean anything to me at the time, and he sent it to me, and it was like, <laughs> "Wow, beautiful!" Wow, and look look at these guys now, huh? Look at these guys yeah. now. That's great. So yeah, so like you know, so it's a win-win. It's like you know, I'm looking for great voices and guys that could sing, and and here's an opportunity for people to showcase their their talent. So that's sort of how it, you know, evolved with uh, you know, on this album with Eli Sh Eli Shalom and and Kaimarka. You know, I Kaimarka is actually a very funny story. Like I don't I don't know him. I didn't know him. Okay. My sister sent me a WhatsApp video where there was like uh, this is already going back not this past summer, but the summer before. Okay. Um, that the, 
the Satmar Yeshiva, they went up to Waterbury and they were, they had like, I guess they're like Benazmanim in the Waterbury based Medrash campus. And oh, wow. um, there was a video where there was this, you know, the Satmar guys and the Waterbury based Medrash guys were overlapped and they had this Kumzitz on Matzah Shabbos. I saw and that there's video. There's two guys. There's the, well, you saw that video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Chesidish guy that's singing, um, Od Yeshvu. I heard yeah. his, you know, his, that's Chaim Artcha. He was singing. I'm like, I heard him for 10 seconds. I'm like, he's, I love his voice. I got to track him down and I'm going to ask him to sing. And uh, Kachava, you know, I got his number. I called him up and he's sure I'd love to sing. And uh, of course, why not? So, yeah. So, you know, he that's already great. told me, I just spoke to Chaim Artcha the other day. He told me he's singing on another album. Now people, you know, he's getting out there. That's great. That's really great. And I have to say, you know, from, from doing this as a hobby, you really, you've really gotten, gotten a lot of people's foot in the door, I guess, so to speak. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't want to take the credit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't take the credit for that, but we were, you know, I think Simcoe would have been famous even if he didn't sing any songs on my album, but it was hey. uh, it was a real treat to work with him. That's awesome. So, so do you guys have like, are you are you still on the search for new 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 people to sing on on future albums? Or are you saying you're just kind of chilling on this album right now? You're not really. Well, this has been a tremendous uh, amount of time and energy. I don't think yeah. my wife is ready for me to do any other <laughs> projects at the moment. Yeah, but uh, you yeah. know, so I got to give her at least a couple of weeks. You know, before. There you go. There you go. But, but um, yeah, I'm saying like, you know. Who knows? I'm saying uh, the guys that sang this best album really were, you know, I really did a great job. And I love, uh, you know, my boys when they sing. So see, I might just do one song right now. I just had a very uh, intense week after Rosh Hashanah. A very, very close friend of mine just had surgery and I, whatever. I drove up to the Ribnitz or to Davin and I made up the song called Shmako, you know, Avarachman Shmakoleno. Very powerful to me, very intense, and I'm like, maybe we'll just get into the studio. You're tempted to go down there and just start and just start working. You're tempted. Just one, just one song, but I don't know. I didn't tell my wife yet. So that's what they all say. Just one more song, one more song, and then and then one song, (laughs) and then you have another album. Keep it going. (laughs) Keep the momentum going. That's so cool. That's so cool. I I just I really I think it's awesome that like these things like things that inspire you, things that just happen, events can trigger you to be able to go sit down and write a song now if you, you said you mentioned to me before that you don't actually play any instruments i think that's really really like really cool that you're able to sit down and create music when not having any like instrumental talents whatsoever um do you what if you were able to play an instrument what would you what which instrument would that be guitar nice I, I, I love playing the guitar. I, I, I personally, at, out of all the instruments that I play, I find that the guitar is my favorite one. And why, why the guitar? Uh, I just love the sound of the guitar. And with all, you know, just there's something very, I feel very spiritual about the sound of the guitar. And also it's something that you could just sit down yeah. and, you know, you have a kumzitz and it just, uh, you know, it's, it, it could just lead, you know, you don't, I, I find that when I sit down and play my guitar, at least the times when my children aren't around, like crowded around me trying to pull it out of my hands and play it themselves, I find that like if you just sit down and you start playing, it takes you to a whole other world. It just, it just, yeah, so Baruch Hashem, like, you know, it, things have changed how the songs, 
you know, go from uh, from zero to completion. But right. uh, you know, now I, my my son Maishi plays guitar beautifully. So you know, when I come up with a song, you know, we sit together and he plays it and he sings it and you know we sing it together and uh, that's how we have the initial product that goes to from there you know to the arranger and etc that's really cool where so where can people find your music i mean i know you have a website but where can people find your music if they want to buy the cds and download the album oh, you know we're working with niggin music which is you know totally yeah. recommended that and i'm thrilled you know yep. they're everywhere so in all the in all the uh, everywhere they sell music that's what niggin is there you and go. um you know, Nagin Music has a website, naginmusic.com, or a Mostly Music, and we also have a leviextraheart.com. have okay. a website where you can get the other albums as well. Have you been on Z Radio? Nope. It really hasn't Not put that you... I know of. Could be. I, you know what? I can't say because I don't know everything that he's doing, but could be. Okay, cool. So, 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 so anybody who wants to go out there and buy your music, you can visit nigginmusic.com. You can go to mostlymusic.com, um, leviextraheart.com, and all your music is there to download and for purchase. And I mean, it's also on iTunes. Yeah, okay. On iTunes. Everything's on iTunes. Our podcast is on iTunes. If you want to listen to our podcast, you can find it on iTunes also. Um, <laughs> soon to be Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. But that's pretty cool. Yosef, it was, it was seriously an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. And I want to stay posted on everything that you're doing because I just, I love this side of, I love this side of the music business. It seems like you have a lot of fun. You said there's a lot of Seat Jemaya. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff that happens with it. And keep me posted. Seriously, next time you, next time you put out another album, um, I'd love to have you back on the show, talk about it. And like you said, you got one. You have one song you want to write, but I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a call from you in a couple of weeks from now. You're like, hey man, I just put out a new album. It's like, oh, it started off <laughs> with that one song. You started off with that one song, and now you got another album. So, Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, we should hear only good things coming out of you guys, and more, okay. more musicians, more singers, more, more people coming through your, through your studio. I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool what you do, and the fact that it's only a hobby. The fact that this is only a hobby for you makes it even cooler, makes it even more special. Um, and hopefully, listen, one day, you should turn this into a full-time Parnassa. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, Yosef, it was an honor, seriously an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. And like I said, you can find you can find their his their music on mostlymusic.com, nigginmusic.com, um, my libymyextraheart.com, iTunes, um, pretty much anywhere where you can find Jewish music. I I definitely recommend going and picking up the album. It's really good. It's really awesome, and you might hear the next famous musician on that album. So, with that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Yosef, and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple, the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!